hello, hello. You are welcome to a brand new episode of The Billion Effect. Of course, every episode is a brand new episode until you've heard it. Anyway, my name is Zubi Opidas and I am so excited that you decided to jump in and join me and listen on, on this episode. If you are a first-time listener, this podcast is really about leveraging exponential technologies. Leveraging all of the power and the blessings and the opportunities that come with AI, VR, AR, 3G, ML. I don't know why everything now is in just <laughs> in two letters. And, you know, 3D printing and robotics and blockchain and all of this powerful stuff. How can we as visionaries, how can we as business leaders, as entrepreneurs, leverage them to be able to create massive value in the world, real impact, deep impact, real influence, and of course, massive wealth. How can we leverage all of this to reach a billion people, to make a billion impact, or to start a company, or to grow our current companies to a billion dollars? You know, so this is the critical path of conversation that happens in this podcast. And I'm glad that you decided to join in today. So thank you very much. Today's episode is going to lay on something I touched on in a previous episode. Now, here is something that many people do not know about me, given the fields that I play in. Many people do not know that I used to be, and somehow, I am still sort of a professional dancer. Now, I don't dance so much anymore. I'm not sure I've done any professional dancing in 2020. 2020 has been serious, my God. Um, but for a long time, I was a professional dancer. Professional dancer, dance instructor, dance coach, choreographer, and performer. Right? I could run a dance company with my brother, Bishop. The name of the dance company is Sweet Republic. And for a long time, and this was a couple of years ago, Quite frankly, this was more than a decade ago. So, but for a long time, we're doing well, right? We were dancing extraordinarily well. People were saying, you guys are good. You guys are good. You guys should be on the big platforms. I'm like, yes, we need to be on the big platforms. But how? Right? We were dancing so well, we know we needed to play a much bigger game than we were currently playing at the time. So, sometime about a decade, 11 years ago or so, I think 2009, 2010, he said, hey, there are several concerts. There are music concerts, which is extraordinarily, extremely popular. You don't need to look anywhere to see music concert. There are comedy concerts because humor is now starting to, you know, take flight. So there were comedy concerts and the comedians were doing extraordinarily well, you know, in terms of their influence, in terms of their reach, in terms of the money. Come on now. They were, <laughs> they were doing well. So there were several Concerts, there were several events, corporate events, religious events. And one, we were not getting invited to the kind of events we wanted to be invited to, one. And secondly, we were not necessarily making the kind of mula we wanted to be making. So we're not getting the kind of money we wanted to get paid. We're not getting the, the invites we wanted to get. So it was not uh, as wonderful as we wanted it to be, although we were enjoying the dance um, and all of that. So we said, hey, there are all of these concerts. However, we haven't really seen a consistent dance concert. We haven't seen any real solid dance concert 
for dancers, by dancers that bring dancers together. And people who love dance can just come and watch and, and you know, have a great time. I said, why don't we put together a dance concert, right? Why don't we do something where we determine the price, we determine the entry, we determine the performances, we determine we could do anything. We could play with the stage. We had autonomy. We had control. We had power. And then we decided to launch our first event. I think it was in 2010. And the name of the event was called Switch. Switch. And then after that, we did several concerts. We did Switch. We did Dance Uncensored. We did Redefinition. We did uh, Digital Hip Hop. We did Personally. We did several events. Doing the events is not just why I'm telling the story. But it was what happened as a reason of doing the events. So when we launched this event, before we knew what was happening to us, the, the entire industry opened up to us. People were fascinated. They said, you mean you guys put all of this together? You mean you guys put all these dance crews together? Put all of these dance performances together? You mean you guys did a promotion? You did the organizing? You, you planned everything? So people were fascinated. They were fascinated not because they haven't been to a concert where they saw dance, but they haven't really been to an all-dance concert organized by dancers, put together by you know dance professionals. So it was interesting. Now, of course, I realized that we're not the first people to do that. There were several people in several communities doing it, uh, but they were not so consistent. And more than that, they were not doing it at the level at which we were envisaging. So a lot of them, they just do a little bit of dancing and they have a ton of music. Now, I'm not trying to downplay music. I love it, right? But we're trying to do something big. Now, it looks like I'm going on and on about this story. But here was the major takeaway. When we did that, the invitations blew open, right? We were then suddenly repositioned in the eyes of the market as key players. We began to attract opportunities. So people say, hey, we want to do this music video. Do you guys want to feature in it? And then now we are now braggadocious. We are not the one, you know stating our terms and getting people to sign contracts <laughs> and agreement before we dance in the music video it was not just hey call us and, and pay us and it was just interesting opportunities opened up to us bigger events opened up to us collaborations partnerships to do a lot of things to to represent communities for carnivals so we became like a local celebrity and this was not just local celebrity translated into so many different areas because we're taking what we're doing at that time as far back as 2011 and putting it online on facebook and then we're getting invitations from different countries hey would you guys come and perform for us right so why did i say that you see in every industry at every point in time in every stage of life the easiest thing to do is to be a spectator. The easiest thing to do is to just sit and watch and complain and hope that things will turn out how you want it. That things will be transformed to your taste. A couple of episodes ago, I did an episode called Five Fundamental Shifts that you must make to become a stakeholder of the future. If you haven't listened to that episode, you may want to go check that out, right? So this is the 19th episode. That means you don't have to look so long before you find it, right? But in that episode, I described that, listen, people are talking about the future of work, the future of work, right? 
in that future, three things are going to be clear or three categories of people are going to be clear. One, there are people who are going to work in that future. These are the people who are going to play, who are going to participate. So the people who are going to get in and make things happen. There are people who are going to watch in that future. So these are the people who are going to be looking at, say, oh my God, this is changing. Oh my God, this is changing. Oh my God, this is transforming. What am I going to do now? <laughs> there are people who will not develop the skills, who will not make the investments, who will not take the steps and make the moves. These people are going to watch in that future. And there are people who are going to own the future. These people are going to be the organizers of the future. These people are going to be the stakeholders of that future. And this ties perfectly. And I've seen this happen not just when it comes to technology, but in every industry, in every sector, in virtually every facet of life. Now, there's a, there's a popular Dan Kennedy quote that I like. I don't think it's so popular, but for me, I love it. One of my favorite Dan Kennedy quotes, he says, Money loves organizers. Money loves organizers. You see, when it comes to engagement at almost any level, there are three levels of engagement. So in, in an industry, in a workplace, whatever you are doing, there are three levels of engagement. Even how you approach your life. In different areas of your life, there are three levels of engagement. So the first level is the spectator level. This is where you are spectating, right? And most people, they say, when, when they say, they're spectating it is let's watch and see what happens right let's watch and see what happens i was having a conversation earlier this week with someone who is very passionate about this exponential technology changes and he was talking about an area of tech he wanted to go to but where he lives in our country nigeria it is not so progressive as it is in some other country like say the us or china or russia right it is not so progressive. So the cost of entry is really high. There's a challenge to entry, right? To actually go and lead anything in that field is, you are going to have battle scars, man. So, but we're talking about it and I thought to myself, the exact reason people are not going into lead all of this is because they have this mindset that says, let's watch and see. Let's watch and see what happens. Let's let's watch and see. Let's watch and see. It's a destructive mindset that has crippled a lot of people and it is still crippling a lot of people. A typical example will be the plague, the pandemic that is really ravaging countries and economies right this moment. Several countries and several governments, they saw what it is doing in so many other countries and there were no known cases at least there were no confirmed cases in their countries yet in fact for some countries it took two to three weeks after that started going around before it before they saw the first confirmed case of covid19 but you know what many governments said okay let's let's watch and see what happens let's be cautious but let's watch and see they didn't take the precautionary measure that they are taking right now so some countries are shutting down their borders you can't come in you can't get out they didn't take those measures then that they are taking now. If they had taken it, one, they would have either prevented it or they would have probably contained it more than it is spreading at the moment. But because of this spectator mindset of let us watch and see. 
to spectating, it's a mindset, right? That's the first level, being a spectator. The second level at which you engage is participation. And participation is majorly governed by one line of thought, which is, I cannot be left out. I am going to play. I am going to play in this. I cannot be left out, right? So participating is way better than spectating. But that is not actually the highest level that real visionaries play in. The fact that you are a visionary shows that you are putting something out that is more than just participating. The first level is spectating. The second level is participating. The third level is organizing. Organizing. This is the level where your mindset is, I make things happen. I make things happen. When I was actively dancing, when I was dancing professionally, Switch Republic was never able to step into a bigger game until we shifted from participation to organizing. You see, when I'm talking about all of these powerful technologies or when several people here artificial intelligence, machine learning, robotics, blockchain, 3D printing, virtual reality, and all of this cool stuff. You know what they say? Let's watch and see, right? It's still far away. We can't do anything. You know, people, most people actually have the mindset of, I cannot do anything yet. It has not gotten here yet. I am tired. That means somebody else has to do something to facilitate it before I can play. So they are in this mode of watching and waiting, of watching and waiting. Organizing is the level that you want to play in. Organizing is the level that, quite frankly, all champions, <laughs> all billionaires, all world changers play in. Unless your dream is small, and that's all right. That's all right. If that's your dream, that's good. That's all right. But if you want to do something remarkable, if you want to actually reach a lot of people with your message, if you want to make a lot of impact, if you want to make a lot of money, <laughs> maybe the billions even, you've got to shift from participating to organizing. Spectating is not an option. Spectating is not an option. To be a spectator, and I can understand the fear of being an organizer because, quite frankly, there are lots of battle scars for being an organizer. If you say you are going to lead anything, you are going to champion anything, you are going to work anything, you are going to come on top and you are going to create a movement, you are going to create a solution. If you say you are going to do any of that, get ready for battle scars. And it is these battle scars that people don't want. They don't want these battle scars on their body. People don't. And, and it's, it's easier said than done. Quite all right. There's a lot of failure involved. Sometimes there's a lot of risk involved, a lot of investment of time, energy, resources, creativity, and not to add that your obstacles are through the roof when you're organizing. So that is why a lot of people are not working at a job, not because it is their place of genius domain, not because it is their place of power, but it's because they are afraid of stepping into the role of organizer. If you are going to do something phenomenal, you need to transition from being a spectator 
to being an organizer. Virtually everybody on Forbes Billionaires list are organizers of some sort, right? Of course, you're going to have battle scars. Your obstacles are going to go through the roof. But you know what? The breakthroughs are in the obstacles. If there were no obstacles, virtually every single person would be organizing on some level. The breakthroughs are in the obstacles. Your ideas and investments may simply not work out. That is a possibility. It's a possibility that you may lose your money. It's a possibility that you may do what you have planned to do, put all your time and energy and investment, and it may crash. It is a possibility. It is the risk you take for being an organizer. Sleepless nights, of course. A lot of work, of course. Failed relationships, maybe. But a lot of times, the value, the reward, supersedes the investment you make, supersedes the battle scars that you have. Organizing is more than what you do. It is who you choose to become. Being an organizer, it's a mindset. It's a way of life. It is deciding to not watch. It is deciding not just to play. It is deciding to run the entire freaking show. Like I said, the easiest thing to do is to be a spectator, right? That's the easiest thing to do, to just wait and watch, to just watch and see what's going to happen. And I understand that there are sometimes the wise thing would be to wait and watch, but not in most things in life. In most things, the real power is with the organizers. I read a book by Anik Singhal. Um, Anik Singhal, if you don't know him, is like an internet marketing superstar, founder, CEO of Lon Inc. He's, you know, best-selling author, speaker, the global authority on anything online, marketing and selling online, and running an online business. Now, I read one of his books called Escape. If you haven't picked up that book, it's about the four stages of being an entrepreneur. Interesting book. In that book, he gave a definition of what it means to be an entrepreneur that I really love. He said, an entrepreneur is someone who claims a problem and decides to own the process of finding a solution to that problem. And the solution creates tremendous value in the lives of others. I'll say it again. An entrepreneur is someone who claims a problem and decides to own the process of finding a solution to that problem. And the solution creates tremendous value in the lives of others. The first time I came across it, I said, exactly, spot on. That is what I'm talking about. You claim a problem and decide to own the process. You're not just waiting for somebody else to own it. You're not waiting for someone to find a solution. You're not waiting for somebody else to run it. You claim the problem you own the process for creating the solution. And in the process, you create tremendous value in the lives of others. That is what I am talking about. What are you organizing? That's the question. What are you organizing? Because for you to be able to take advantage of all of these powerful technologies, waiting until it is all done, Waiting until everybody has figured it out is too late. The best stocks and the best shares. When it is now extraordinarily popular and everybody has known and everybody is, is buying, the real money has been made on those deals, man. You cannot wait until everybody has known it and you are going in as elite 
adopter. You have to know what am I trying to solve. That's why I talked about in the most strategic approach to you know exponential technologies. It is actually solving a problem. So when it says an entrepreneur is someone who claims a problem and decides to own the process of finding a solution to that problem, it is what problems am I going to solve? What technologies are available to help me solve this problem? How can I up level and make this happen? And not wait until when everybody has figured it out, but actually be the champion of my industry. Actually be the champion of solving this problem, right? So what are you organizing? Now, let me just quickly give you four key things that I think every great visionary, every great world changer, every great entrepreneur is an organizer of. Number one, you are an organizer of ideas. You are an organizer of ideas. The thing that makes you stand out, that makes you more powerful, that gives you more influence and gives you the leverage to have more impact is that you are able to organize the ideas you come across and create value from the ideas. Whether they are ideas that are directly from you, whether they are ideas that you get from your team members, whether they are ideas that you get from just going through life. But great visionaries, great entrepreneurs are organizers of ideas. What that means is that you may see some potential in different technologies and you see that marrying two or more of these technologies will make things happen we create a breakthrough will make it possible for you to solve a problem for your market in a unique way in a valuable way then you need to organize the people the environment the systems that can make that happen you don't actually have to be able to execute on all of these projects yourself. You can organize the partners. You can organize people with the resources. You can organize people who would bring that idea to life. Right? So every great visionary is a great organizer of ideas. One. They are also great organizers of people. Great organizers of people going forward to accomplish the kind of impact and influence and success we're talking about it is going to become increasingly more difficult to do alone you are going to be a great organizer of great people what that means is that you are going to be able to organize people who are organizers of ideas you are going to be able to organize people who have skill sets you're going to be able to organize people who have resources you are going to be able to organize people who have expertise so every great visionary is a great organizer of people what that means is to accomplish this goal who do i need to get in touch with who can make this happen who knows the people who knows the person that has the expertise who now who is becoming more and more fascinating in the business world because people are realizing leaders are realizing entrepreneurs are finding out that to actually make a lot of things happen the question is not how do i make this happen the question is who can make this happen right who can make it happen so great visionaries are great organizers of people also great visionaries are great organizers of environment great organizers of environment Listen, if you do not set yourself up in an environment that allows you 
to soar that allows you to take advantage of all the opportunities that are coming at you you are going to be leaving a lot of chips on the table if for example in your company in your business a team member brings an idea say hey we need to try this approach and you shut them down we need to try this strategy and you shut them down hey have you taken a look at this tech you say, oh, don't worry don't worry we'll take a look at it we'll do it and they keep bringing ideas and you keep shutting them down very soon you are going to create an environment you're going to organize an environment that is going to work against you in the future in fact you are going to organize a destructive environment so every great visionary is a great organizer of environments so whether that means your personal environment whether that means your mastermind your key idea people who are the people that you consciously constantly consistently have conversations with are they telling you it is getting better or are they telling you it is getting worse are they telling you i just spotted these opportunities that we need to take advantage of you have to consciously organize your environment to be able to give you the kind of leverage the kind of encouragement the kind of support that you need to take advantage of all of the changes going on in the world today also great visionaries are great organizers of value creation of value creation now the idea here is that you do not actually need to be able to do every step of the process you just need to be able to organize the value creation you just need to be able to see the value chain and be the organizer you just need to be able to see how do i connect a plus b plus c how do i connect this skill set with this knowledge with this expertise with these resources every great visionary is an organizer of value creation so i talked about four key areas one organizer of ideas organizer of people organizer of environment organizer of value creation right so these are areas and these are things you want to pay attention to if you're actually going to make that shift from spectator or participator to organizer you have to be able to organize ideas you have to be able to organize people you have to be able to organize environment and of course value creation you have to be able to organize systems right so pick something that you can be the organizer of rather than just the spectator pick something that you can be the organizer of rather than just a participator in it right money loves organizers so don't say artificial intelligence is too far i can't use it i can't do anything about it i am powerless to it don't say that Rather, go check it out. Start doing the research. How can you apply artificial intelligence to your business? How can you start making it happen? It is only when you make this shift from being a participator to being an organizer, from being an observer to being a leader, can you begin to really take advantage and leverage all of the blessings of the exponential technologies that I've been talking about. So this shift is important. Remember, the question is, what are you organizing? What are you organizing? This is where I'm going to draw the curtain for today's episode. I hope it has been valuable. I hope it has given you a reason to start thinking differently and start looking at some things differently and move from being passive to being active and move from being a spectator or a participator to an organizer. Thank you very much for listening. Until I see you again in the next episode, this is Zubia Peter saying, you can make a billion impact you can reach a billion people you can make a billion dollars 
Have a great time. If you want to attract more clients more easily to your business than you've ever done before, if you want to uncover the hidden gold in your business, if you want to maximize and multiply your current business revenue, if you want to hone your marketing message so that it attracts the right kind of person to your business, if you want to create powerful, irresistible offers that your market cannot refuse, if you want to make everything you do in your business bigger, brighter, more profitable, I want to invite you to subscribe to my newsletter. It is called Systems of Advantage. I've created this newsletter drawing upon my 10 years experience working with different businesses and entrepreneurs. In this newsletter, I'm going to be sharing with you what we are currently doing that is working. I'm going to share with you strategies that we've implemented severally that keeps delivering results. You are going to learn how to create powerful marketing strategies and campaigns that work. At first, I decided to make this a paid subscription, but I said, what the heck? Why don't I make this newsletter available for free and hopefully inspire you to do bigger deals with me in the future? So at least once every week, I deliver this pure, powerful content to you via email. And this is not a sales pitch in disguise. This is not some email newsletter that disguises to be a newsletter, but it's actually buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. This is actually pure, powerful content. Now, I host this email newsletter in a platform called Substack. Substack is one of the wonderful platforms right now for hosting, starting email newsletters. So if you are interested and you'd like to get this, please go to systemsofadvantage.substack.com. Systemsofadvantage.substack.com. Substack is S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K. I'll leave the link in the description. If you really want to up-level your marketing, and be able to get more from your business than you're currently getting, this newsletter is for you. And hey, I'm going to deliver it via email. So if you're not going to open your emails, don't even bother about it. All right. So systemsofadvantage.substack.com. See you inside.